Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you, as always, by TheRinger.com, where uh, Cousin Sal does a podcast on sports gambling. It's legal in this country. Tate Frazier produces it. Mm -hmm. Tate, you just had a good episode, is what you told me. It was in, those, it was, in your words. It was, th those were the exact words I used. It was a great episode. It was uh, Artie Lang was on, uh, famous from the Howard Stern, Stern Show, a show that you love. He's loved. famous for a lot of reasons, but yeah, I, yeah. I know him for yes. the heyday of the Howard Stern well, Show. Well, I wanted to yeah, give yeah. you a little taste. I mean, he's, yeah. he said something was the heroin of gambling, and he said he could speak from <laughs> personal experience, uh, which I thought was pretty good. Uh, it's a nice joke, because you know you know people you know in the office, you know when someone yeah. says it's like crack, and then Ryan gets upset. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, he's like it, have you ever done crack? Is it really like crack, Pam? Um, I want to ask you about this. I, I This was going to be the year that I was going to get back into football. I became kind of a snowflake the last couple of years, and I, I just kind of fell out of favor with football. Because Is that what they call in the middle? Pretty much, yeah. Like, I was I, – I, I'm not really sure how it happened, but I kind of just, like – I kind of just stopped watching football. And um, I, I think, as I thought about it, I was probably, like, something to do with the concussions, and I'm probably just a big pussy. Uh, so I was like, I need to fix this. Or maybe this you is, had concussions yeah, from yeah. playing football. I was like, you. I need to. I'm going to fix this this year. This is the year I'm getting back into football. And then Urban Meyer. Oof. 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 Hate to see that. So uh, I say all that to say I'm probably not going to be following college football as closely as I would like to this year because my Buckeyes are are going through some 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 tough times right now. We'll say. Uh, but the NFL, I, I'm in on the NFL. You have an NFL show with Mike Lombardi on the Ringer Podcast Network. We'll give us give us one quick NFL story, and then we'll get to our, our show that we're here for. Andrew Luck is back. That's the big story. Everyone's very excited. Andrew Luck is now throwing Are the balls. Browns going to be bad or, like, god-awful bad? Uh, what's going to happen is people are going to watch Hard Knocks. I don't know if you've heard of this show yeah. on HBO called Hard Knocks. Uh, everyone's going to get very excited about how good they're going to be, and they're not going to be very good. That's awesome. That's I'm, the story I'm, that's of Hard Knocks, yeah, right? That's what Every I need. That's what I want out of the yeah. Browns. Cool. So uh, I'll be watching the NFL. Check out that show. Check out Against All Odds. Check out all the shows on the Rear Podcast Network. Uh, today, Tate and I, we have a we have a, a mixed bag of stuff, but we have some goodies. The the we're going to start by trying to call John Diebler. Um, the the Ohio State alumni team choked. That's the only mm -hmm. way to put it. They wasn't they really choked. They, they got they jimmered. They got straight up jimmered. Yes. Uh, so we are going to try to ambush John Diebler. Call him. Um, I've not. I've not set this up with John at all. I, I swear to you. Uh, we're, we're doing this like live in real time. I am going to call him here in like thirty seconds, and hopefully he picks up. If not, maybe he'll call us back later in the show. Uh, we are going to to finally get him on the pod and and just roast him for one sucking against Jimmer Fredette, two uh, pretending like he listens to this pod. Uh, but then we got a lot of other stuff to talk about after that. We have we have Patino's mm -hmm. book coming out. We have. We have the greatest recruiting pair we've yes. seen in quite a long time. Mike yes. Miller, Penny Hardaway, that is on the road recruiting, private jets, all that sort of stuff. And then Zion Williamson now shoots flat-footed threes. Never seen this before. There is a ton to get to. Basketball never stops. We're going to do our best to get to all of it. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, it is Wednesday, August 1st. It is 421, well, almost 420. Ooh, Ooh so close. Ooh. So Could've close. Could have been good. Been good. No wonder Kyle's not here. Ooh. 421 on the uh, in, in Los Angeles. I am in LA. Uh, I flew out here to take part in the Ringer NBA meeting, Tate. We just left the meeting where everyone, everyone at the Ringer who covers the NBA, which is to say... Everyone at the ringer. Everyone, yes. Every single person mm -hmm. at the ringer. Mm -hmm. uh, we we all met. We were throwing our ideas about how to cover the NBA this year up against the, the wall. Um, Tate and I were looking at each other like, when are we going to get to the college basketball? 
Simmons looked at us and said, never. Get the hell out. And, and we should say it was branded as a basketball meeting. It's yeah, not it was even, branded. Yeah, they it's gave not us the branded as the NBA meeting or, you know, the ABA meeting or whatever so meeting. It's, they, it's the basketball they meeting. They branded it, yeah, the basketball meeting. Please come ready with all your pitches. And, like, every single one of my pitches had John Rothstein in it in some capacity. <laughs> I was like, I think we should shadow John Rothstein. Mm-hmm. I think we should do this with John Rothstein. I was like, John Rothstein is the most what fascinating What about the bus bus? Yeah. Was like, we, who is that? Can somebody write an article about how John Rothstein goes to every practice over the summer and is just, like, tweeting about, like, Stony Brook. Yeah, he's like the Stony Brook ninth man on, you know, like he's he's making strides this year and we really like what we're seeing out of him. He could be a breakout star. And then you look at like, like he gets no interaction on social media when he, like he tweets it. <laughs> Three like, likes and it's all yeah, Stony Brook yeah. people. <laughs> like no one has any idea. Director of people off Stony Brook. <laughs> so these were the ideas I had ready. Uh, I was ready to pitch all these to the NBA people and then um, that just, that was not. And, and then you was. pitched the, yeah. the most uh, NBA thing ever. Or, is LeBron versus Jordan, is that thing still going on? <laughs> I mean, what's going on with Jordan? Uh, uh, can we can we can we look at his legacy? What does Jordan mean to the world? Uh, yeah, LeBron was, built a school. I don't know if you heard about this. Jordan did <laughs> never not in my a, life. Never Jordan mind. Do you know how many athletes have schools? You know, down, like Tate. Stephen A. Smith has a school. You know what Tate. I mean? Like people have. Everybody has schools. Really? But but Jordan doesn't. Interesting. Well, makes Jordan, think, that makes it worse. You know, he, he, he has better, hospitals. Was, he has okay, hospitals. Okay. I mean, what, what? I mean, I will say this about LeBron. The cool thing is that it is a public school. I do, I do respect that. Uh, so that that was we, we didn't mean to get off. But you on can't this. recruit kids um, to a public school, and we know that. This uh, the, the whole point is that's why I'm in LA. We we basically to talk about LeBron's way, new to, school to, to talk about LeBron yes. and, uh, and and all of that. But um, Tate, the basketball world, uh, the the big story this past week in in my world is that the Ohio State alumni team, the TBT team, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely choked against Jimmer. They were the one seed. Jimmer just destroyed them. They were terrible. They looked hungover. Um, and I know people listening don't really care that much about the T- TBT. My question to you is, do, in all seriousness, do we care about the TBT? I think... I guess I'm being redundant. The TBT. Do we care about TBT, the basketball tournament? Yes, we do. Uh, in a in very a, in a, weird way. Yeah. In the same way that I care about the big three, which is I want to see some of these guys and just sort of what they're up to. Like, I want to see Dominique Williams. It's good to know they're Dominique still alive. Dominique Williams coach a team, yeah. you know what I mean? Or, or uh, you know, see George Gervin coach a team. Like, that's interesting. But the TBT stuff, I think we talked about this. I don't even know if we talked about it on the air, off the air, whatever it was. But it's... We get to we get to use the value of this tournament of watching all these guys from these old programs now play for these teams like Wake Forest had a team, Ohio State had a team, you know, all these universities have these guys come back and now play for teams, but their value is so devalued, you know, at this point. Yeah. Like if, if we just did a real tournament when all these guys played for these teams when they were at the height of their powers, Ooh. imagine the amount of the amount played of in interest. March. Played in March. Played in March. The, the amount of interest that it would draw and the amount of revenue and the great. money that would come in, I mean, that, that's something to think about. I, I think that's the only thing missing but from then, this But then instead of getting $2 million, the winner just gets like uh, an, education. Know, an education yeah. and they get to feel good about themselves. Uh-huh. And like and, maybe a stipend every once in a while, a maybe ring. a new suit. Yeah, a, a ring. ring. A ring would a be ring nice. A ring with, with fake diamonds around it. That'd be that, cool. That costs like $212. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they awesome. should look into that. That's a great idea. Uh, so the the tournament is going on. I, I find myself fascinated by it. Not just not even just because Ohio State's in it, but like you said, like all these alumni teams are there. It's like a it's like a nostalgia thing. Like the big three is a nostalgia thing, but with the big three, all the all the guys are obviously out of shape and old, and you can like see it immediately. It's and a half court game. Yeah, yeah, it's half court game that, for a reason. That should speak enough, you know, as to what well, it is. But with Greg, with with Odin being the exception, like most of the guys when you watch the tournament are still sort of in the shape that they like they're still I wouldn't say they're primes but they're still like 
they can still go a little bit. So and, and don't that makes think, it a little more. Don't you think there was like a weird line, like a fringe period of like who can and who cannot play in the in the TBT? Yeah. Like I, I remember when I was at Grantland, uh, Jacoby had a, a Grantland TBT team. At, I don't even know how to TBT team. TBT, TBT. Uh, and like Mike Bibby was on the team, and like all these like guys that just got out of the league, right? And it seemed unfair. But then they ended up but losing they, to like yeah. the Oklahoma team because right. all these guys were playing in Italy and all in Spain. They were actually playing shape and they beat them. Right. And that's sort of Jimmer where everyone expects, well, Jared Sullender, Greg Oden, you know, John Diebler, all these guys are going to, you know, show out and of course beat Jimmer's team with Brandon Davies. Um, but of course that doesn't happen because Jimmer's dropping like 60 in China every night. Yeah. He's like a superstar in China. And then uh, your boy, uh, I don't know if you saw this, Jack Cooley's on Jimmer's team. You didn't actually watch this game. I didn't watch any so of this. So I will Johnny's say this. You, should, should we call John right now? Let's call him. Here it is. This we'll is call live. Cooley first, and if Cooley doesn't answer, we'll call John. <laughs> this is live. Honest to God, there was no editing with any of this. Um, you you are all experiencing this in the same way we are. There's a good chance John is going to answer the phone and be like, what's up, doucher, or something. He, he usually gives me that treatment, so mm-hmm. he, he has no idea he's about to be on the pod. Uh, he's going to think we're joking at first. but Doucher and Deeblers are pretty good back yeah. and forth. Here we go. Here goes nothing. Let's see what happens. Oh, look who it is. <laughs> John, we are recording the podcast what? live. I swear to God, this isn't a joke. You're you're on our podcast no, right now. Not. I swear. We're doing it. Say hi, Tate. What's going on, Diebler? I don't believe this. <laughs> John, we're talking about we're doing the pod and we're talking about the tournament and how you guys sucked ass. Um, and you're all, and you all look like you were hungover and, uh, we just, we wanted to get you, we wanted to add, n- John, see if you had a statement you wanted to give. John, in a word, why? What in happened? A word, what happened? What happened? What happened? Uh, I don't think you can describe what happened in one word. Like, Mark, you pretty Nothing. much said it yourself. We got, we got to thank you. Bro, I'm literally picking up food at North Star right now. And you're recording me on the podcast. We are. You're you're at North Star. That is, the, the, the North Star is like the Thank hippiest. You. Is is the uh, yeah the the um that, that's the most John Deebler restaurant in Columbus. We'll put it that way. <laughs> of course, you're at North Star, dude. What? So, just tell it. We'll hang. We don't want to talk to you that long anyway. It all works out for everybody. We just we just want to understand why you guys suck. Um, did you slut shame Brandon Davies like I told you to? Uh, I told you. I told John going into this game, Tate. I told John Brandon Davies. World famous for 2011 mm-hmm. having sex with his having girlfriend sex, at BYU yes, yes. and getting kicked off the team. Mm-hmm. I told John, because John's a virgin, as it has been for a very long time. Yes. A man so, that sticks to yeah. his principles. So John being the virgin, I told him, you should slut shame Brandon Davies and be like, hey man, uh, nice sex you had yeah. in 2011, yeah. bitch. Was it worth it? And then and then you get inside his head, right? Mm-hmm. Was it worth it? Mm-hmm. Did you do that, John? Mark, you did, you did tell me to do that. I did not do that. Well, well look what happened. Maybe that's why you lost. A of all. A of all, I feel like I'm a good guy, and I would never say that to somebody. And B of all, him and I have the same age, so. Oh, oh so it's oh, here we business. go. It's, it's business. business. It's just business. Dude, what? What? <laughs> seriously, what happened? Were you guys? Was like everyone just hung over from Jared's wedding? Did you go to Jared's wedding? No, only Rav went to Jared's wedding. Okay. Rav was in Jared's wedding, and bro, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we literally, we literally got beat. In, like every single aspect of the game of basketball. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, you got Jimmer. You didn't, you didn't make shots. Um, uh, uh, are we you guys coming? Shots. We didn't play defense. We got out hustled. I don't know what you want me to say, bro. It was embarrassing. Well, like, I was legit embarrassed. I I was embarrassed for you. Uh, a couple questions. Um, one, 
do you feel like the experience is worth it to like I feel like every year you guys get the team together and you have there's this understanding that we're all going to win a lot of money and then you have not won the money yet so uh do you feel like this experience is worth it to do this I'm glad, I'm glad that Tate thinks this is hilarious <laughs> it is funny you know Tate right you listen to the pod so you know you're, you're familiar with Tate and his sensibility I'm not la- I'm not well, laughing at you John I listen, I listen to the pod on a Weekly basis. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so that's every show. Thanks, John. Appreciate <laughs> it. You're just like everyone else. Thank you. Dude, so was it you worth it? Can stop shaming me. For real. Was the uh, was the was the experience worth it? Yes, it was. Are you doing it next Listen, year? We. Yes, we are. Oh. We might need to add a certain player to it. Mm, maybe a certain. Uh, Not to you. Oh. <laughs> what? Evan Turner. Are you adding Evan? No, Evan is not going to be able to play. Why not? Come on, the Blazers will figure that yeah, out. Yeah, he's not going to be in the league yeah, next yeah. year. They'll just pay him off. Just to you don't not think play. he's getting waived? No, I don't. <laughs> Come on, Mark. I have a I have a question for you. What would we have won if you were on the team? Absolutely. I think you guys were. Uh, I think what I here's what I would have done. I would have brought more fans to the to the arena. That's <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> Uh, so number one, we would have had the home crowd support. Advantage. We would have had a home yeah. court advantage. Mm-hmm. Number two, um, I would have given you a pep talk in a way that that Scooney couldn't, because uh, Scooney is more concerned with just complaining to the refs about everything. Um, number three, by the way, speaking of Evan, he quit on his team. Where was Evan against the? the, Evan, the was in Taylor's, Evan was in Taylor's. Evan was in Taylor's wedding. Yeah, well, like that's the other part. Like half the team is getting married during this thing. Um, we're spending way too much time talking about this, John. I just wanted to have you on, give you a chance Why? to tell your side of the story. Because no one really gives a shit. Uh, but there's no basketball going on, so like... <laughs> Plus, you just broke news, John. You're coming back next year. You're coming back next year. What? Seriously, what are you doing next year that, to make you guys actually have a chance of winning this thing? Because you're, you're all going to be one year older. You realize this, right? I don't know. We're getting, we're getting old and slow, aren't we? Well, that's exactly what we need is... An even older, slower version of all of us, hence Mark Titus. That's Dude, exact, that's exactly what we need. You need shooters. You had you guys. You guys were built. Your team was built like it was 1992, but, and you were just going to pound the ball down inside. Shooter, I have a question for you, Mark. What was it like knowing that, like your whole college career, you were the second best shooter since I was John, there? John, you're breaking up. We we got we lost you on the connection there. Uh, let's just move on from that one because um, I I couldn't really hear what you're saying. Sorry, <laughs> the connection, the connection got a little fuzzy there. Sorry about that. Um. What what if Tate and I started a team? What if we started a one shining pod tournament team? Would you jump that ship? That would be cool. Would you jump ship? We could get some. Of t- Tate knows a lot of the guys that played at Carolina. I I know you. I basically just pull, poach you and Kraft and like and Greg and Greg. We want Greg to coach though. Would you take Tate? Would you take Deion Thompson? Yes, Deion Thompson, Bobby Frazier, James Michael McAdoo. Yeah, Marcus. Page. We could put together a good team, dude. Let's let's talk about it. Let's let's uh well, let's let's pull the rug out from under Mark, Evan's feet. So Mark, are you? Whatever team you play on, Mark, are you going to be like the twelfth man? Yeah, absolutely. We're going. Tate and I are going to be the coaches. We're not going to take any salary. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. Scooney's. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Scooney and Evan are trying to take a big cut of your money, dude. Come play for us. We're not taking any yeah, no, salary. Yes, we're still going to get our player share. Yeah, though, of course, because we are technically on the roster. <laughs> we're going to be player coaches, but yeah. we're not going to take our coaches share. You know. So essentially, you're going to be Jackie Moon. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. You tell me you don't want to play for that. Who do you want to? You want to play for Evan? Are you kidding me? Evan's all about himself. You see what he wears on the sidelines coaching these games? It's ridiculous, dude. Evan is a man. Yeah, stop it. No, John, you're really brave. I can't. He's hear the you. coffee so, black of the situation. John, your phone connection's terrible, dude. I think we're gonna let you go. 
I actually do have a terrible phone connection because I'm with T-Mobile because it works well. Oh, T-Mobile sponsored this podcast. True story. True story. That might have been the highlight of the podcast. That is a true story. John Diebler. John Diebler eats at North Star and has T-Mobile service. That's incredible. Uh, John, thank you for graciously talking to us on your podcast go enjoy your dinner uh we we, we might have we're, we're gonna have you on for sure we'll have you officially yeah very very on. soon officially on we're gonna officially interview you very very soon just keep your calendar wide open because yeah not a spur of the moment thing no it won't be a spur of the moment next time but getting food but john right. yeah yeah john john's been like bu- bugging me like crazy because because he has like people coming up to him saying like why do people bother me about your podcast what mm-hmm. the hell's the story mm-hmm. and i'm like i'm not gonna tell yeah, you the story could you imagine if you listened to the podcast? Yeah, uh, it, it's very simple to figure out the story, John. You just press play on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've been nothing but nice to Mark. I know. Ever since I've met him, it's just, it's not my fault that he's had to like live in the shadows of my shooting performances. Oh my and god! He's always been the second best shooter. <laughs> I, I have no retort, John. I'll, <laughs> I'll let you win with that. Um, I will see you very soon. Congrats on getting ninth place in the basketball tournament. That's better than a lot of teams did. Um, I'm very proud of you guys. You 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 honored Ohio State very well, and uh, you know everyone was very happy for you to to take a trip down memory lane. And it, you know it, it worked out well. It's it's the John Diebler way to fall short of the Final Four. So um, it was cool. It was, it was a nostalgia Ouch. trip for everybody to to see that happen yet again. So good job, John. Ouch! <laughs> Thanks, Mark. I appreciate that. I'll call you later, dude. All right, man. all right. See, see you, Oh, he's the best. That was great. If you ain't first, you're last. I love that, John. Uh, what a yeah, good man. We should start a team, by the way. We could put together a pretty good team. It just depends if uh, you know if people will will really buy in yeah. to, to our TBT <laughs> the, team. The, the, the Ohio State I, team. They they literally had two guys get. They Solinger got married the night before the game, and then he flew to Atlanta to play in the game. And then Taylor Battle was on the team. He got married the night before the game too. Um, it was all very, I don't know, but that, that, that's a, enough of the, the basketball tournament talk. I, I promised John, I told John, if you win, I will let you come on the pod and we'll interview you and talk about how great your college mm-hmm. career was mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, um, so I thought that by, didn't happen. I thought by losing in embarrassing fashion, this, this should, that we call it's it only and fair that we embarrassing, embarrassing yeah, fashion. Embarrassing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so, um, what's going on in the, the college basketball world that, that tickles your fancy? Because I have a story, um, that I, I assume that you're very excited about as well. On September 4th, mm-hmm. I believe that's the date. Yeah, tell me more. What's going on? The Rick Pitino book. Oh. Is, Our, is, is he going to put all of his cards on the table, Mark Titus? It's happening, Tate. The book is coming out. Um, how excited, on a scale from like... <laughs> I was trying to make it. I was trying to think of, of an inappropriate joke. Are we excited for this? Are you as excited for this book as I am? I'm as excited as Luke Hancock was in 2011 when he came to Louisville for the first time. <laughs> On his recruiting visit. Yeah, on his recruiting visit. Uh, that's how excited I am about all this stuff. Uh, I just think that it, it's about time that, you know, Rick Pitino, like, gets us behind the veil and lets us know what actually happens in the world of college basketball. And, you know, he knew nothing, right? No, we, he knew nothing. We knew that he knew nothing. And if he did know something, it's not like it was bad anyway, so it doesn't matter if he knew. And he's also sorry for anything he did know. Yes. Um, but he didn't know anything. But if he did know, he's he's very sorry. He takes full responsibility. But it's um, also not my so, fault. Uh, this, if you listen to this podcast, you should be excited about this book. Uh, I feel like this book was made for us. I feel like, honestly, you and I should be asked to write the foreword for this book. Um, because I, I really got to choose my words carefully. Cause the first thing that came to mind was like, we've been on the Rick Pitino beat, but like saying the phrase, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's really hard to, to choose your words talking about this story. But, mm-hmm. um, 
I've never in my life been more excited for a book. Uh, we we are seriously going to do anything. We're going to, we're going to do very disgusting, very Patinoian things mm-hmm. to get an advanced copy of this thing, so we can talk about it on the podcast. I think we're going to de- devote an entire episode to this. Um, is is that the plan? Yes, and we want the advanced copy. We have no idea who's publishing this book. We have no idea who ghost wrote this book. We we really don't know anything about this book other than that Rick Patino opens up. He, he lets the people know That's what Dude, how he how he feels. Do you see what's happening? Like you said, Rick Patino opens up. I saw your brain like, mm-hmm. shit, does that, like you're, yes. you're, the, the double entendre with Patino is just like, it, it's impossible to talk about him because you just start thinking like, is it opens up? Is, yeah. that a, is that a sex joke? I don't really know. No, I'm trying to think like, like, you know, <laughs> this is a man that's kind of off the beaten path. And then you're like, wait a second, <laughs> what's going on here? Like, what am I talking about now? Um, but that's the Rick Patino story. And that's the beautiful part of this whole thing is, Right now, he's in a space where he feels like he has to get ahead of the story and tell his side of the story. It's like when Conseco wrote the book, you know? It's like, I, I got to get it out there and let people know what's think, going on with this. Do you think he's going to confess to anything? Yes. Really? Yes. You do? And I think it's going to— You don't gonna, think he's going to double down? Well, and, no, no, no. He's not going to do the, you know, the OJ, if I did it kind of thing. I think he's going to do the full-on, I know what—I what, understand what was going on because I understand the practices of college basketball, but— However, there, however, 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 that's why I didn't do it because I knew what was going on yeah, over here. But right. I, I wasn't a part of it. But I just knew what was happening. I was trying over here. to. Yeah, he's going to explain it all. Or you could do like the other the other good move for college coaches when you get busted is uh, you say like I was protecting the kids. Yes, it's like listen, I had knowledge of this. Mm-hmm. I understood how how heinous this was. I didn't feel like it was fair to the kids for me to come forward with this information. So I did the best I could in covering this up. And honestly, I think that was my my biggest crime. I cared too much. Yes. I think at the end of the yes. day, I cared too much. Mm-hmm. Um, or you do the Sean Miller with the prepositional phrases just so that you can't ever get caught in your life. It's like, I have never paid, paid a player at Applebee's on a, a Sunday, Sunday yeah. on October 1st. <laughs> right. Knowingly. Yeah, knowingly. <laughs> you know, you got to like, as many just, caveats as possible. Yeah, yeah. The person that's writing this book is like, my God, this is the longest run-on sentence I've ever written in my entire yeah. life. Yeah. But it's Rick you know who go Actually, you know, I saw that. You know who ghost wrote it? Uh, Papa John. <laughs> yeah, he wrote it for me. Yeah, wow. it together. That'll yeah. be a colorful book. <laughs> it's a great. It's great. I'm very excited for it. I can't. I just can't imagine what he thinks this book will do. Right. Like, well, th- this is the story of Patino since he was fired. Is that he thinks he's like what, he can fix it. He's like yeah. I can fix it. Well, I think that's Dick Vitale's fault, right? He, Dick yeah. Vitale is still doing the whole like you know Patino loves the kids. We know this man loves the kids, and I right. think that's given him like false hope. Like Jurich has moved on. We we saw his interviews. He's kind of like. I built an empire. Yeah, who cares? Like whatever. Like enjoy yeah. the Death Star, bitches. I'm gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's where he's at. But Patino's still trying to hold on to some ideal that he could get the next Memphis job or you know get get an SMU job or get right, something right. like this. But I don't I don't think that's possible no matter what he writes in this book. But that's the the funniest thing is like every time it, it, he 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 finds himself in these situations where he's like if if I There's just sticky do one, situations. Sticky these situations. are sticky there situations that Rick Patino is in at all times. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's never not funny, by the way. Um, so he, he he finds himself in these situations where he's like, if I just do this one interview with Jay Billis, mm-hmm. if I just write this one book, if, if I, I just, just have this, this press conference, hooker. if I just pay this one hooker, everything will be fixed. Yes. All, all it takes, like, so he's like, he, he's looking at this book opportunity. He's like, boom, there it is. Every other thing, every other step I've taken has fucked this thing up beyond repair, even worse than it was before. Mm-hmm. But this is the one. This is the step. I write this book. I'm back. Everyone's going to love me. I'm going to be back in. Like, I don't know what the tone of this book is going to be. Again, we haven't read it. We don't really know. We just know he's going to put all the cards on the table, as he said. But I, I guarantee that's his thought process is like, as soon as I write this book, I am back in business. 
The phone's going to be ringing off the hook. I'm going to be back. What What are the, the chances that by saying he's going to put all the cards on the table, he's talking about the individual Cardinals players, and mm. he's going to talk about them specifically. Ooh, all the like cards. Each, yeah, each wink, event. Wink. Like, what, like, he's going to give his own inside story of, like, how I recruited Donovan Mitchell. Ooh. How I recruited... Dude, that know, would be awesome. That that's would, the, that's that would the be move, the story, dude. yeah. Dude, honestly, if I'm Patino, the move is not, like, try to save face for myself. No, the it's move, be honest. Brutally be honest, honest. Bring everyone down with me. Yes. That's what I do. Yes. I bring yes. the whole goddamn yeah. Enterprise down with me. You know, the like captain me. goes down with the ship. Yeah. You know, this that's is the perfect That's what Kinseko did, dude. Yeah, exactly. Kinseko's like, okay, He's, you got me, but yeah. guess what? He's like, guess what? Mark McGuire <laughs> and Sammy Sosa were in the room with me. Yeah. And so was Rafael Palmero. And everyone's like, what the because number one, number one, Patino is not fixing this situation. Like he's not, no. he's not, he's never coaching in meaningful Division One basketball again. No matter what happens, I, I, I mean, knock on wood, knock on wood. Assuming that, like, there, there's College of Charleston and stuff like right, that. Right, there's still, but yeah. so yeah, he's, he's, I mean, maybe a small school somewhere, too, but he's never getting like a job that's meaningful and like he's never getting the job that he thinks he's getting. Mm-hmm. So knowing that, um, it. it I, I think the play, like like we said, is, is take everyone down with you because you can cash out as well. Like if you take everyone down with you, it's a better book. Get your final payday. Everyone's gonna buy that. Like if he's if he's in there naming names and just like ripping shoe company Adidas and and here's what happened with the Brian Bowen thing mm-hmm. and here's here are all my Adidas con- connects. Yeah. Here's here's all my hooker. I know every hooker in Louisville. The, reason, all their I names. Get, the reason I got a hundred thousand dollars is because Brian Bowen had talked to Sean Miller and he. Everyone's got the gonna buy that yeah, book. I mean, we're all gonna. Uh, we're, everyone that listens to this show should we're, buy the book anyway. Yeah. But you, you make a ton of money. You, you bring everyone down with you to the point that like maybe twenty years from now, no one really like. Honestly, in a weird way, I don't want to. I don't want to say. O, or oh, I almost said OJ. <laughs> Goddamn, uh, Jose Canseco is like likable, but like. I think people look back on the steroid thing and you're kind of like just shrug your shoulders at Jose Canseco. Just be a whistleblower, basically. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no one's like, Jose, that call piece rats. of shit Jose yeah. Canseco yeah. was on steroids. It's just like, he was one of many because he just told everyone that. That's, that's got to be the he, move. He pointed out the flaw in the system right. and was like, I have gone through the system, so yeah. here's the problem with oh, it. Oh, you're, you're, you're mad at me because I, mm-hmm. I saw the inefficiency yeah. in the system and exploited it? Yeah. Sorry. You're mad at me? Sorry, oh, I'm facilitating my what's already been here. I'm too good at my job mm-hmm. and I care too much and I'm supposed to apologize for that? I mean, I do apologize. I'm sorry. Again, yes. I apologize for everything. And I take responsibility, mm-hmm. but I'm supposed to apologize for mm-hmm. that? No, no, I don't apologize, but I do apologize. What are the chances that he like brings up some of these like vaunted legends from the '80s, like a Norm Sloan or, 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 or like <laughs> yeah. any of these guys that actually Dude, got in trouble for paying starts, players? He's like, actual limitations. Yeah, I, I think that's you know what he's going to do. You know what the scorched earth Potato move is? Is to uh, shoot go after on, Cal. No, even even better, go after Jimmy V. <laughs> He just like, and like that what, is the all time like. And that's what Dick Vitale's yeah, done. And Dick, Dick Vitale's like pulls his, out his, his head, just like. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I thought both these guys care about the kids. <laughs> it was TV. Oh my god, <laughs> that's the best case scenario. Is that he he really just goes after it? But I, I feel like this is. I, I don't even feel like he. I feel like if he wrote the book, honestly. Right. That's what we would get, you know, that we would get like yeah. vindictive Rick Patino. But instead, we're think, getting, you know, this version. Do you think we could get Patino on the pod? Like, Absolutely. He's, he's desperate for airtime. He's desperate for people to hear what he has to say. Nobody wants to hear it, but at the same time, I want to hear it. I think I we, on the pod. I think we call him, and I don't know if you have his number, please we reach out number, to us. Yeah. That'd be great for Dirty Laundry. Uh, please give us Rick Patino's number, um, anyone at Louisville. Uh, but if we called him and told him that, we, first of all, thought that he was the victim in the situation. That's yeah. how he started. Mm-hmm. I think he comes on the pod in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I, I'll send an email to his guy, whoever his guy is. Tom Jurich. Like, yeah, Tom Jurich. <laughs> he forwards it over. Dickie V. Dickie <laughs> V is his handler. His PR guy. Uh, just send an email and be like, listen, man, I, I 
I've been following this story closely. I couldn't agree more with 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 Rick. He's he's a victim. This mm-hmm. is this is one of the saddest stories. Mm-hmm. This is an American tragedy. Please come on the pod to discuss. <laughs> and then and then when he's sitting here and he feels all good, we do like 15 minutes. He explains his side of the story. We get Brian Bowen to walk around the other side and take gotcha, a seat. Bitch. <laughs> and he's like, not again. A sting operation. <laughs> Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> yeah, so that book, I, I believe it's September 4th. Kyle, yes. fact check that yes. for me. It, I, is, I think it, it, was, it is September, September 4th. 4th? Okay. Yes, it's officially September 4th. So September 4th, date, dates to keep in mind if you are if you are a friend of the program. And Labor listen, Day with and Rick been listening. Yeah, Labor Day. God damn, it just never ends. It's, it's always funny. Yes. No matter what you, you yes. could be like, Rick Pitino goes to the store and buys fruit. And like somehow I feel mm-hmm. like there's a double entendre yeah. there. And no, it's like funny. Someone like throws in like the yeah. peach emoji. Yeah, it's like somehow it's funny. There's always a double entendre at play. Um. Dates to remember if you're a friend of the program, September 4th, the Rick Patino book. And I believe it's uh, uh, August 14th and 15th is the Duke. Um, it's coming up in a yes, couple weeks. Yes, the, the ESPN Duke, Plus. The yes. ESPN Plus. Inside Duke. Inside Look. Should we transition to, to, to the Zion Williamson thing? And Let's really, really the whole Duke. Uh, yeah. Just the, yeah. The, 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 the arc of this Duke season and what's going into, you know, it, it's basically a PR machine now. Like, they are, they are 100% The Duke, in. So, the, so this is, we talked about this last week with Bronny, Bronny James, which I, I still can't say that. I mean, it works as, a, as he's, because he's in seventh grade, but like, I can't, and he what can't we, be 21 years old calling him Bronny James. And what, are, what are we calling it? Procruitment. Pre-crewman. This, 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 this yeah. is the Bill Simmons yeah, moniker. So, so, this is pre-crewman oh of Bronny James. That is what Duke God is. That's what they're engaging in right now. Pre-crewman of Bronny James. But yeah, he can't go by Bronny when he's 21. That's so sure. Bronny, so like this has been the summer of basically Bronny James and and just sort of the media, just he's LeBron's camp. Center. LeBron's yeah. camp has figured out a way to like wrangle all the attention that LeBron gets and like point it towards Bronny. Yeah. Cause, cause that's and, like the 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 way to get to LeBron because he's at all these games to say we're here for his son and then we're just gonna show LeBron James like dunking yeah and, yeah and, and if you like are if you're paying close enough attention it's very impressive how they're pulling this off in the sense of just interest at, at the end of the day interest. like why does the fuck does anybody care about yeah. a seventh grade you know but like suddenly people Who's care not even like the we're best show- player on the team yeah so I say that to say the other media machine I work in the basketball world the Duke Blue Devils and this is sort of the mo for Duke I guess so it's, I'm not really sure that this year is necessarily that much different but we do have the ESPN Plus deal um, we do have like just the whole idea of them landing the top three recruits uh, I feel like there is going to be a push. For uh, I don't really know how to explain it. Like, it, it, I, I don't mean to be cynical. This isn't like a cynical take. If you're like, if you're, if you're a basketball program, you should be trying to get you know people to care about your team and all this sort of stuff. So this is smart on Duke's part. I just feel like we are going to get a lot of Duke. We, we've gotten a lot of Duke the last few years, which is why you and I talk about him so much, mm-hmm. uh, among other reasons. But I feel like this year we are really about to get a lot of Duke. Yes, because they have the platform, which is the whole yeah. point. I mean, ESPN, in the same way that it is LeBron Center for you know this entire run of LeBron's career, it has been Duke since, what, 2010, since they won yeah. the title. Uh, since Coach K came back, they basically had that same coverage. But now they have their own show that's dedicated to them. The interesting part to me is that the allure of Duke and the allure of Coach K was always that you never got to see what was behind the curtain. And, right, and, and exactly. I, and I say... And I say this coming from a place where I don't know if people know this, but if when when they are practicing, right, when they have a practice, they practice in Cameron Indoor, they put up these black curtains 
around. So if you're if you're walking around, you can't look in. You could execute it. Yeah, they you, shoot you if you, you try you to. You can't look, look down yeah. and, and at the quarter or anything. Right. And I know this because I was trying to interview Rashid Suleiman one time when he was going through some stuff there, and I was peeking my head through, and they were pointing it. Like I would peek <laughs> my head through, and they would immediately point. They had these managers that are like runners, and then they go up and, and clear they, people and then, out. And then they hold up the towel. They hold up the Gatorade towel yeah, and, to block and, your view. And like, like don't, please don't look here. That's how they operated. Yeah. I, I think like we talked about it last week. Jay Williams told this like weird Carlos Boozer story, and that was one of the few times you'll hear stories about Coach K because everything is very self-contained at Duke. The interesting part to me is now that it's not, and now that it's going to be on ESPN Plus, right. obviously they're going to be able to dictate everything yeah, that oh, comes yeah, out. Oh yeah, they get creative control for uh, sure. Of course, but things will slip through the cracks, and that's just the the fact of the matter. Especially when the first time that you do a show like this with these guys, because they run a 1980s like. The, the stuff that they do as far as workouts and stuff, I mean, it, it is very... Like, I think it might shock people when they see some of the stuff that Kay does with these guys. I mean, like like sandbags on your back and stuff. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, like, like there's there, there's some weird... Well, people, people know Coach K. That you, you say Coach K, you know of the Duke program, you know that they're late in all these one-and-dones. And he's he's found a way to, like, reinvent himself publicly. As the cool in the coach. Sense, as, like, a, I'm a cool coach. Yeah. I got... I'm the Team USA guy. I got all the USA... The dude is a Bob Knight disciple who went to Army, and he's how seventy something years These old. These are military this basketball. Is, yeah, I mean, like, this, this is what on. it is. Yeah, right. And, and we're going to see that for the first time. Uh, but speaking of the, the the media and the Duke attention stuff, the big story with Duke this week was basically Zion Williamson is a fat ass, and <laughs> there's really no way around yes. this. Like the and the spin and the and the funny part to me and the reason I wanted to talk about this beyond it being Duke, and we will we we'll talk about anything Duke, obviously, mm-hmm. um, is that. This is somehow being spun as like a good thing. Yes, and it reminds me of and and if I can if I can uh, you know be a little unbiased here and go after Carolina a little bit as well and play both sides here. Go, I'm going after Duke only fear that I attack Carolina. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of like people talking about Jordan and how he's an asshole and he's he's a dick and he punches his teammates in the face and he he ruins Kwame eighteen year old Kwame Brown's life. Oh, like that poor Kwame Brown. Uh, that, that superstar talent. And they always talk about it as though it's like a good thing mm-hmm. and they're like, man. Jordan's, I think Jordan's better than LeBron because like he just had that killer instinct. I'm Gritty. like, that's not a good... I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. Same thing with Zion. Um, everyone's talking about this. He's like, he's 6'7", 285 pounds with a 47-inch vertical. For the and, record, you just compared Zion Williamson to Michael Jordan. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> no, you're no, welcome. no, 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 no. I, I just threw no, up a little bit in my you're mouth. You're welcome. Uh, so... Everyone's talking about this like it's a good thing. Am, am I the only one? I'm, I'm assuming you're with me that is like... That he's a fat ass. If you weigh 285, there's no reason for a basketball player to let's, be 6'7, 285. Let's put it Zero in context. Reason, period. Let's put it in context. The the heaviest player in the NBA is a man by the name Boban, who is basically just a meme. You know, he yeah. doesn't even play. And he weighs 290 pounds. And he's what, like seven feet six? Yeah. Like he's a <laughs> he literal giant. More. He, he's literally a giant. And Zion Williamson is a foot shorter than Boban and but, weighs five pounds less. But how how are we spinning this in a good way? Uh, the spin is this. It's like the spin is that he can dominate the NBA right. because he's already has an NBA body. The, the spin is like, man, that's like Rob Gronkowski playing against. You know, like what if we put Rob Gronkowski on the basketball court mm-hmm. and again, it's eighteen year olds and you know he's gonna. Oh, the spin is like, oh man, no one's gonna want to take a charge on that. He's gonna drive to the lane. Everyone's just gonna get out of his way. And I don't really know. That's my point. Is like th- this is not a good thing. This is unprecedented in basketball, um, which is why I think there, we are going to get the, the the thing where he trims down. At some point, we're going to get the like he shed weight story about Zion Williamson, um, and it's going to be like a ridiculous amount of weight. They're going to be like he lost fifty pounds in five weeks or something. I and, think it's going to be very similar to what Giles went through at Duke, which is 
he is the face, right? Everyone is like Zion is the guy, which he, is funny he, too yeah. because like he's not the best player. Even, no, it's even, the same way Tatum was the best right. player, and the same way that Cam Reddish is the best player. But Zion is going to get covered the same way right. that Harry got covered. Where you're the best player, you're the number one guy. Everyone has all eyes on you, and then it has this weird rough start, and so everyone kind of shifts focus to Cam Reddish or Trey Jones or one of these other guys that are, that are freshmen. So Zion's going to get off the hook. But right now, the fact that they're using the 285 as as, as a promotional piece. It's just amazing. In the same way, like, Austin Rivers' birthday was the other day, right? Right. And I, and I follow Duke on Instagram, Twitter, all this stuff. And, you know, it's Austin Rivers, you know? Like, for for the record, it's Austin Rivers. We, like, there, there, there's not much to remote here. And But but you know what Duke does? They take the shot when he hits the shot in yeah. Dean Dome when I was there in 2012. And they, and, and they put, like, a Duke, Duke devil head, and yeah. he hits the shot in Chapel Hill, and they're like, happy birthday, Sub-Zero. And then everyone, and everyone's responding like, you know, like the the Duke hearts and all this stuff. And everyone's like, we love Austin. And I'm like, the fact that they can spin Austin Rivers into like a good thing that it's his birthday shows you the power of the Duke it. machine. You know what I mean? That's I what, love it. That's what they have here. So anything that comes out, like they put out a video of Zion shooting flat-footed three-pointers, folks. Yeah, this that, was that, funny. That, that's this was you, hilarious. That's what you do for free throws, right? You shoot flat-footed. Like anyone that jumps for a free throw is yeah. a loser. Like everybody knows that that has anything to do with basketball. But when you have a 285-pound kid <laughs> that is six foot five, six foot six, shooting flat-footed three-pointers, and, and he's he four in a row, he four in a row <laughs> and you tweet that out, fire emoji, like with the eyes, like watch out for Zion this yeah. year from three. I'm saying to myself, dude, I we should just put your hand up. I just thought about this social media opportunity blown. It's not blow. It's not too late though. We could get Kyle, take Kyle to a gym, and, and take a video of him hitting four threes. <laughs> Kyle, could you hit four threes? I've done it before. Flat-footed. Flat-footed. It doesn't Never matter. Tried. It doesn't matter how flat-footed or not. Just like we want to get a video of you hitting four threes, and then we'll put like Jim's good at editing too. We, yeah, we we'll just we we'll just get splice it, it up. Yeah, we'll tweet it out and, and just it, put it's a video. Steph Curry it, it's shots. Fire it's just Kyle <laughs> shooting, and then it's just Steph Curry just. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. We'll Can't put wait. that out. The ball, Can't the ball goes up. It's like a YMCA in, in LA. You show Kyle the ball goes it's up. An oracle. The, the ball goes out of frame, and then it comes back in an oracle and swish it, and the crowd's going nuts. And then we, it, the camera cuts to Steph Curry doing a shimmy. Yeah, it's, it's the like, tunnel shot before the game. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. That's so what we want. Uh, uh, yeah. Keep keep an eye on Duke. I, you know, again, if you listen to the pod, we don't need to remind I, you, but uh, I I think that show Duke, will, will become. One of our main talking points in August. I think so too. We just have to figure out how to get ESPN Plus. Yeah, does anyone know what that is? <laughs> if you know what ESPN someone, Plus is, please someone slide into the DMs and give us your us login know. info. Because uh, I, I, yeah, I don't really. Is it a know. subscription? I think so. Do I think I it's get like it their, I think cable? it's a, like premium subscription. Um, which like, I, I, I bow said the words. I'm not going to pay f- to watch this Duke thing. But then on the other hand, it's like actually I kind of let might, me ask you this. It might get me to pay for anything this. that you've ever seen that has like a plus like an iPhone plus, plus or whatever yeah. like anything with a plus has it ever been something that really wow. knocked are you, you off your socks are you, are you fat shaming plus size models right now yes wow by the way wow. ESPN plus $5 a month that's too much Four ninety nine or 5 I can't. Four ninety nine. Plus tax. I didn't, plus. Uh, oh. That's what the plus is for. Mm, plus mm, tax. Yeah. That's how they get you. <laughs> plus all the other. <laughs> plus all the fees. Like, yes, yes. That's how they get you. Yes. Uh, okay, we, oh, all right. We, we'll, we'll do a group. A group effort. Can, can you like, is there like a free trial? Can I get this for a month? Oh, we'll do then, it like League Pass. We'll pitch in a dollar or something. I'll pitch in a dollar for like a month and then I, cancel after I will the not. show. I, I, <laughs> you guys let me know how it is. I will not support you. Yeah, John machine. and Tommy and see if we can Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy, Tommy will do something. Um, Let's let's take a break, Tate, because I uh, we, we're we're kind of burying the lead. The the actual big story in college basketball is Penny Hardaway, and um, that's what the people want to hear us talking about. And uh, we are going to talk about it after this break. 
Tate, as I can tell from sitting across from you and how you're dressed today, finding a dress shirt that fits is nearly impossible. Something is always off, be it the collar or the sleeves or the, the face that's attached to the top of the head or the, the shirt. I don't, I don't know if you can really do much to change that. But what proper cloth can do is create a custom shirt in seconds by answering 10 simple questions. You choose from over 20 collar styles, 10 cuff styles, and 500 fabric styles. Who knew there were even that many? From classic to business to casual to completely customize your shirt and get the style that you want, the team at Proper Cloth works with the very best fabric producer from around the world and only buy fabrics that meet their high-quality expectations. Each one of their shirts goes through extensive quality control testing, so you're getting the absolute best quality and Aaron craftsmanship. Best of all, Proper Cloth guarantees a perfect fit, meaning that if somehow your shirt doesn't fit perfectly, absolutely perfectly, they will remake it for free. The whole process is risk-free. There's no, you got nothing to lose. There's no risk, folks. There's no risk. Zero. You, you come out of this a winner every time. This is the future of shirts. These shirts are made completely custom for your misshapen, disgusting, hideous, monstrous body that you have, Tate Frazier. They will make it completely custom for you starting at just $80. Stop wearing shirts you, that don't fit. Are you on Twitter right now? <laughs> Dad? <laughs> Start looking your best with a custom fitted shirt. Go to propercloth.com slash shining today. Enter gift code SHINING to save $20 on your first shirt. Back to the pod. All right, we are back. It is hot as hell in this studio that we are recording in I LA. feel like I'm, I'm in Cameron really Indoor. Sure yeah. Like, we have these yeah. curtains in here around us. It's literally 110 I'm not really degrees. Sure how this happened, why, yeah. why we're here recording uh, Thanks but, a lot, uh, Kyle. Appreciate you. Dude, I'm uh, not going to make it. <laughs> um, yeah, the AC is basically not on, and we're in LA. It's not yes. It's not an enjoyable experience, but we are troopers. We're going to, to fight through this state. Um, we have to talk about Penny Hardaway. We we brought it up last week. They, mm. Him and Mike Miller on the private jet. Penny's got the Louis Vuitton bag. We're, we we made comments on like, folks, keep your eye on this. Penny, I mean, like, listen, we, we we're not like saying we were the first to say Penny Hardaway is going to kill the recruiting trail. That's not what I'm trying to say here. I'm just saying we did bring it up last week, and then fortuitously, within the last seven days or whatever it was, Louis we last did a pod. He gets DJ Jazzy Jeffries. DJ Jeffries, DJ Jeffries, the Memphis kid who played AU for him. Yes, to decommit from Kentucky. Yes, commit to Memphis. Memphis is back. Are we? Are we going to say it? Memphis is back. Memphis is back. Memphis is here. They get DJ Jeffries to decommit under the guise that Kentucky was unprofessional. Yeah, yeah. DJ Jeffries' dad comes out and is like Kentucky. And then I read more into this. He said that Cal was fine. Oh, Cal was okay. Because Cal, Coach, Coach Cal's always fine. Cal's Come fine. On. It Come was on. it was Tony Barbie. That was the that was the guy who uh yeah the, the Kentucky's assistant he said he was unprofessional and which like what does that even mean like he was mad he was like hey uh, I I've worked my ass off to get you to commit to the school and then now and now you're calling me and saying that yeah, your high school coach yeah. is telling you that you should go to Memphis and now I mean, you have like, a listen back? Kentucky's not a victim Kentucky did that to Wisconsin with the white kid uh Tyler Hero or whatever yeah, yeah. is uh, is it Hero or Hero, hero. I don't know that's gotta be been, Hero I've been trying to figure it out because uh. Her. I saw someone make a joke like, you know, Big Hero 6, whatever that movie was. Yeah. I didn't see it, but they made like Big Hero 6. But then I'm like, is it Hero? Is it Hero? I'm going to go with Hero because it's, it's Ryan like, Hero. It's Ryan Hero. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, it's like a make good for Ryan Hero. Ryan you know? Hero 2.0. Like, I hope there's like a Kyle Wilcher in the future, yeah. another Wilcher that makes like this spelled differently. Yeah, so maybe yeah. that's Cal's thing now. He like takes guys that didn't quite work out in the system and tries to use the name, and maybe that works. Yeah, yeah. But that's where we're at. DJ Jeffries commits to Memphis. Uh, Penny's really excited about it. Have, Naturally, Memphis Memphis fans are losing their minds. It's it's it's. But but that's a great question. Like, who are the Memphis fans that that are losing? Their, I, Chris I Vernon. Okay. Yeah yeah yeah. Chris Vernon. He's at Top Golf. Oh, he's at, he's at Top Golf in Vegas, banging the doors like, y'all here we got it. we got DJ. It's happening. Where's Penny's Kyle? Doing it. 
Get Conley out here. <laughs> Someone call Mike Conley. Tell him <laughs> the Tigers are coming. <laughs> Tigers will be back. Uh, that's pretty much all we know about Memphis. Uh, we do know that the sales pitch they're using, which I thought was very interesting. Uh, this is one of the things. Uh, 31 seasons in the NBA is, is what they're – this is Mike Miller and Penny and Hardaway. Penny Hardaway so they're doing, they're doing like this bad cop, good cop kind of like back and forth can, thing. Can I make a comment on Mike Miller? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's sort of – like if you actually look oh, – NBA Rookie of the Year, Mike Miller? Yeah. Yes, you can. If you actually look at some of the pictures that Mike Miller, so I, I've seen a picture of him on the the private jet. I've seen um, a team picture like after practice or whatever. Uh, I, I saw something else. I forget what the context was. Basically, Mike Miller kind of. If you told me Mike Miller is in a hostage situation, I might believe you. Mm-hmm. Like Mike Miller does not look like get out. I'm not saying he doesn't love it. I'm not saying he's not behind this this enterprise. But like, there's something in his eyes that says like like if, if if it came out that Penny Hardaway is holding a gun to Mike Miller's head and is like I need you to be my assistant coach and mm-hmm. I would not be shocked. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you I don't know if you're picking up these vibes as well. Maybe I'm reading too much into to all of this, but uh, I don't know. What I'm reading into it is basically he's having to play the character, right? And they're they're both playing characters, and I, and I pointed this out to you. So they have this thing that they do. They both are always wearing hats, right? So yeah. That, so that's that's their thing when they go to recruit. So Penny. In a twist of fate, you know, most most of like the big things you would throw back, like so so and so has his hat on backwards. There's no respect. So Mike Miller goes hat backwards, right? Nice. So, so it kind of nice. throws off these coaches. They're like, well, "Who is this?" You know, I thought this was the. Wow, he's I, a thought cool this, guy. I thought this was the nice guy. But that's now the, that's now, the cool coach. Now he's the cool coach. Yeah. And then I got Penny hat forward. Ooh, that's all a serious business. coach business. All business. Yep. So it's like that's who I'm dealing with. You know, it's like the the perfect like yin and yep. yang kind of situation going on. So Mike Dude, Miller. Genius. Mike Miller's playing the God role damn. of like just laid back, cool guy. Like doesn't really care. Not really sure if I want to get involved with this kid or, or is, yeah. is this kid really impressing me? And Penny's standing there is like, I want to get your son in my program. I I want yeah. to work this kid out. Yeah. I want to get him to the next level. I've had 31 seasons in the NBA. You ever heard of the NBA? I played in it. Yeah. Would you like to know more about it? Yeah. I can teach Here's you a commercial. More. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Miller's like, I'm cool, man. I, you know, like, yeah, I don't cool. need this. Like, yeah. I'm you ever cool. seen LeBron James? Le- Le- Mike, Miller, Mike Miller's like negging the recruits. He's yeah. in there. He's like, I don't want to be here. I don't need you. I don't need this job. I don't, I don't give a shit about any of Jeffries. this. <laughs> yeah, whatever, Je- man. I wish I had Jared. And the recruits are like, damn, Jeez, I like, like this damn. guy. He's, he's no nonsense. That's nice. This guy's cool. Do you think that uh he's like just, he's like flipping a skateboard up as he leaves like later bitch and he shits on a skateboard and, like people think that Mike Miller's Tony Hawk. Like all the recruits, all the recruits think he's Tony Hawk. They're so confused. They're like, man, I loved that game when I was a kid. Like that game was awesome. Uh the the other funny thing about all this is that and, and again, I don't I don't want to rain on Memphis fans parade because I know you had uh, an excruciating period of time between when when Calipari left, wow, and now Josh Pastner really took so a shot here. Like, so Josh, did Tubby Smith. Tubby Smith. It's just been it's been brutal. You had to organize the coup to get Tubby out of there. Yeah. Um, so I don't mean to rain on your parade. And by you, we mean Penny had to yeah. organize yeah. the coup. Penny, yeah. Penny convinced yeah. everyone to organize the coup. <laughs> I just I just I offer this. I'm playing devil's advocate here. Uh-huh. Are we sure Penny Hardaway knows jack shit about coaching basketball? I know he has coached before. He did, he he has no college experience. Uh. It, it, are, are we sure he knows what he's... Do we know anything about his offense that he wants to run? Do we know anything about his style of play? Do we know anything about like his d- defensive philosophies? Does anybody know anything about what we can expect from Memphis in, in, in a basketball sense? Two Once words. the games actually start. Offense, score. Mm-hmm. Defense, defend. Defend. Make shots, stop them from making shots. You're welcome. Shots. Penny Hardaway. That's what he's doing. That's that's my fear with this. Um, And, and it's not... It, 
I don't I don't mean to rip on Payne. I don't mean to say like again, I I think I, I I got a little too excited when Patrick Ewing took the job last year and I like was unfair to him. Because, Have you ever shot that shot? Because but like the whole the whole Ewing thing for me, the angle was like, I don't think Ewing wants to be in college and I still kind of defend that position. Like I think Ewing really wants to be an NBA coach and he's just kind of taking George down because it's just I think like, makes Ewing sense really wants to be an NBA champion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, By any means necessary. Yes. Yeah. So that would be coach at this yes. point. Yes. Um, so I, I, I guess I'm going to choose, like, carefully how I – I don't mean to, like, criticize Penny and all this because I know he has been a coach before and all this sort of stuff. It's not like – There's no – cr- I don't think yeah. Penny's in this for the wrong reasons necessarily. Mm-hmm. I just think that, like, crowning him as, like, the next great thing in coaching, he's the next great thing in recruiting. There's no doubt about that. But we've also – But there's who, a big difference. Who won the offseason last year? Mo Bamba when Texas got mm-hmm. Mo Bamba, yep. right? You know, everyone's like, Shaka Smart and Texas is back. They're going to make this huge run with this guy, Mo Bamba. We, we've seen this happen before in the offseason where someone gets a big commit. And, and they're already playing the 2019 game anyway. They're not even playing for this season. They're doing right. the, we have to build a foundation for these guys and see what happens, which I think is the smart play. But what's happening in the media, which, I mean, we're obviously guilty of it right now talking about this we podcast. Are we are the media. We're, we're already basically saying that Penny is back and Memphis is back. Right. I think five minutes ago, I just said Memphis is back. Right. If, I, if, I, if I have to call my own self out. But, like, I, I think that's part of the problem, too. Where, we, but they're flaunting it. You know what I mean? Right. They want it to be the, the topic of discussion. So if you bring it on yourself, then it is what it is. You know, you know when I know they'll be back is when John Rostin goes to one of their practices and mm. starts firing off tweets mm. about, like, man, Penny's got these boys. Man, and like, this, this practice. DJ is, Jeffries really reminds me of Chris Douglas Roberts. Yeah. I don't want to say it, folks, but I'm saying it. Yeah. Yeah, look for look for this kid on the this this kid who who got seven minutes a game last year to really explode <laughs> this year when he gets eleven minutes a game. Look for that when when I start seeing those tweets out of Memphis. That's how I'll know that that Memphis is really back. But yeah, I don't know. I just I'm just saying be cautious. Um, I I think you always every time you have a new coach, and I said this to Ohio State fans last year with Chris Holman. Um, and and this is true, you know, Texas Tech fans. Texas Tech was surprisingly great last year. Auburn was surprisingly great. Be very excited. But just be a little cautious temper as well. Your like temper your expectations. You know, yeah. like just feel it out. Just be, just think about the long game. You know, like we, you, you want it's them the to be here. Con. You want, yeah. So you think about the long con. Yeah, Penny right now is playing. We don't like, want. You didn't hire up, Penny Hardaway. Yeah. You didn't hire Penny Hardaway to like land some recruits for one year or two years or three years and then like that and then be out. Like well, you hired him. You, the idea. I mean, if I'm a Memphis fan, I'm thinking I want Penny to be here for the next twenty years coaching this program. So you know, like just let's just kind of like. Calm, everyone call it, keep it in your pants is and, what I would say. And, and Passner has already done what Penny is doing, right? I mean, Passner, once Cal left, he basically just came back in and was like, all right, well, I got Will Barton, the number one player in this class. Right. Now he's coming in. You know, like right. we've already seen this version. It's more about sustaining it. And Tubby, which is a different animal in and of <laughs> itself because Tubby didn't want to play the AAU like five-star game, right. which is what they want to play. So it's yeah, like... That's, that's a problem. That, that's a problem. I mean, that's a problem. You gotta, <laughs> that's why you're at high point, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, the, the, the other great thing about Penny... Uh, doing well on the recruiting trail is he's getting the Memphis kids and we're bringing back the, uh, why can't we just keep the, why can't we keep the, keep the, the kids, kids in the state? And, yeah. 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 Keep them in the so, state. and you know, that's going to move on over to Chicago. I get the Chicago state job. Keep that conversation going. Mm. Why can't we keep the Chicago mm. kids in Chicago? Suddenly we can, maybe we can Dave. I don't know. I think it's still possible. Something I can to say think that. About. Yeah. I want to bring up coach Cal. Cause you yeah, about- we did talk about Cal cause Cal is the, the other side of this. There's, People are, are pitting this as a recruiting war. Mm-hmm. It's Penny, Penny versus Cal, but K, 
is K kind of got see, see everyone's taking shots at the king, aka Coach Cow, as we know. Like it, this is the man that first of all invented one and done, right? We yeah, know he that. made it up. Dewan yeah, Wagner. Wagner. He, he was the first it. one. It to, never happened yeah. ever, ever. No one even thought literally about it. Literally no one had ever even yeah. thought like even though Bob McAdoo played in the sixties yeah. and he did it the first time. No but no, no one had ever thought about Dewan it. Dewan Wagner was the first guy who ever said Cow came to Dewan Wagner and was like, I got an idea. Yeah. Play one First year. off, this is my friend Wes. Uh, second of all, <laughs> second I got this idea. Second of all, play one year of college basketball and then mm-hmm. leave. Mm-hmm. I was like, God damn, that's, that's genius. And guess what? It worked out LeBron. well for DeWan. <laughs> <laughs> well, LeBron James came the next year to Cleveland. Uh, that was the good part. Uh, Coach Cal is going to the Bahamas. I don't know if people have seen this. He's going down to the Bahamas in uh, August. This is a trip. He did a little video vlog. So he's, he's in the media, as we know. He's got his own podcast. But now he's doing these Instagram videos. And he came out and he said, you know, the cats are going to the Bahamas. First of all, he, like, took a shit on Hawaii. He's like, he's like, here's why we're not going to Hawaii. Like, stop asking me about why I want to go to Hawaii. I, I want to go to the Bahamas and we're going to the Bahamas. So I don't know. The Kentucky fans must love Hawaii because they were obviously going at him. So he wanted yeah. to like address all the time. He's like, I hate Hawaii and I'm not going. I love and, it. And everyone's like, all right, cool. Coach. I Cal, love whatever. those rare instances <laughs> when Kentucky fans get mad at Cal for anything. And so he it, does, it happens like t- three times a year, but co- picking Hawaii or picking Bahamas <laughs> over Hawaii is that's, that's a big enough reason. To so he doesn't make eye contact. Like he doesn't look directly at the camera when he's talking usually, yeah. but when he's talking about Hawaii, he like looks at the camera yeah. as if like the cameraman had said, I'm like, coach, I wish it's, we were going to Hawaii this year. He's like, let me tell let you, me tell you, so, let me tell you about Hawaii. You a bitch. Yeah, that's a six hour <laughs> flight. I don't want to do that to my kids. So anyways, coach Cal in Kentucky, they're going down to the Bahamas. Carolina is going to be down there too. They're going to do some scrimmages. This is the trip where Deandre Ayton was first discovered by the national mm. public because Ayton played in a scrimmage against uh, these two teams back way back when he was 16 and mm. dominated them and everyone lost their minds. Just, just a little side note there, and but he a, has new jersey. phone call happened. Like, <laughs> a wiretap phone call. No. Or, no. No. no, uh, no. Uh, hey, are we uh, sure we're doing it? Yeah. I don't know. Not knowingly. Hmm. Not knowingly. I can't wait till... It's weird that ESPN still hasn't released the, the audio of that. Where's like, Schleybosch? It's crazy. Where is It's he? still crazy. You know, like, I wonder what they're sitting on it for. I'm sure they, uh, you know... Well, the, I wonder release why the they're tapes. sitting there. <laughs> release the tapes. Release the tapes. Uh, he's got new jersey, so this is the new cow pitch, which, which all comes full circle where... Cal is basically he's losing to K in the one and done game now, like right. his, his conventional one and done game. He's now got Penny, you know, nipping at his heels for these guys. So he's going to the Oregon model, which is I'm going to make Uh-oh. Kentucky uniforms. I don't like cool this. again. I don't like this. Which is new. well, listen, this, we is, had, this is this is tough for Kentucky faithful, right? This is big, big blue nation. You don't want to mess with tradition. Well, the historical precedent of Coach Cal and New Jersey, not good. No, if you know what I'm saying, of course. Yeah, not it was not good. It did not go well. No. So, uh, you know, and I will say this: about, I would defend. About. I would defend Coach Cal and his NBA coaching because in 1998 that team was awesome, and Kerry Kittles went up against Michael Jordan, and they almost stopped Michael Jordan. And the only reason they did almost. is because Michael Jordan at halftime was like, "I don't know who Kerry Kittles is. They, I've never heard of this man, but I'm about to shut him down." They actually they hung did. a banner in, in the Prudential. <laughs> we, almost said, we almost did. We almost we almost stopped Jordan. Remember that time awesome. we almost stopped Jordan? Yeah. Remember we stopped him in that first half? But uh, Coach Coach Cal in the in the uniforms is the new thing. Yeah. That's what he's promoting. Yeah, Cal is back. You and I were talking about this before we got on the pod. Uh, Cal is very much back. Kentucky is back. Um, last year, we, we talked about it a lot. We made jokes about it, how he, he, he canceled his podcast. He kind of disappeared from the media circuit. And I think that's like an indictment on Kevin Knox more than anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I know Knox was playing really well in the summer league, and everyone's really excited about Knox. But my big question mark with Kevin Knox is like, if you're so good, why did you make media whore Coach Cal 
not shut it down. Be, yeah. He shut the machine down mm-hmm. last year, mm-hmm. and that that's after his thirty for thirty. Yeah. like after all this, yeah, sort of and stuff. that's really got me concerned about Kevin Knox. But anyway, but it's got you excited about Ashton Hagens. It's got me excited about this year because Cal is back in a big way. He mm-hmm. loves it. That's the other thing. He loves his team. Every every story you're seeing about Kentucky is like Cal loves his team. He never loves his team. He, he always hates these kids this time of year. Mm-hmm. But he loves his guys now. Kellen, he's just fighting in practice. Yeah. I mean, these kids are just going after each other. I mean, have you seen PJ? Look at this kid. He comes back. He's in shape. That, that's what Cal's doing. I mean, that, half of this video that I was bringing up I, earlier was was talking about, like, first of all, naming, giving people fake nicknames that don't exist, the, the Jay Williams, <laughs> and and just, like, talking about how they're fighting out for, you know, positions in practice, which is great. Dude, uh— I'll be honest. I'm uh, I'm I'm buying it. Like I'm a sucker for this. Of like it's working. It's working on me. Yeah. Like we we are fans of yeah. Big Blue Nation. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as, we're fans of the Blue Bloods. That's what I've discovered. <laughs> like after last year's after last year's debacle with uh, with Loyola, where like we became public enemy of one and two through all the Loyola fans and Sister Jesus. Like we should just we should just make it firm going into this year that we are just Team Blue Blood. We mm-hmm. should, in fact, we should get shirts made that just say Team Blue Blood One Shiny Pod. Yeah, and I'm it has on Indian on, on it. That's yeah, it has on it, <laughs> and Yukon's on it. <laughs> it has like twenty five teams. It's just the top twenty five, and you can like take them and move them around. That'd be great. We're always it's interactive. Blue Blood. We're team Team Blue Blood and Team Content. Wichita That's, State's yeah, on Wichita the back. Yeah, Wichita State's on. <laughs> oh God, Blue yeah. Bloods only. I don't even remember what we were talking about. I, I mean, know. we're the talking about we're talking about Cal. I'll say he's back. Um, like this stuff does work for me because I because I, like I, I, we bring it up jokingly. You and I love to laugh about like all this. You can the, the the tea leaves with Cal, and if he's on ESPN, that means he loves his team and this and that. But then I find myself like I genuinely buy into this, and I think like Cal being excited about his team is working on me, and I mm-hmm. think Kentucky's actually going to be really good. And I say this as someone who doesn't know jack shit about like the freshmen they have coming in, other than like they're ranked high. But I don't know what position these guys play. I don't know how good they're supposed to be. I don't know anything about this. I just know that like K- Kentucky has another Kentucky class. They're supposed to be good. What are, are they going to be different than this class? How do how do we know if they're different? I say Coach Cal loves his team. That's all I need to know. That's it. And I, I'm, I'm buying in. And I'm like, damn, Kentucky's going to be great this year. All I needed to know was I watched one video clip from practice, and it is P.J. Washington, and he throws down this monster dunk, and it's like, you know, the blue blood, the, the Kentucky thing, like, spins around. It's like, this is blue blood Dude. nation. And then I'm like, I rewind it. I send it to you. I'm like, who is he dunking on? And it's, of course, Brad, <laughs> Brad. Calipari. The, the, Dude, the best. we got to get Brad the on best. the pod. We got to get Brad. Brad's got to get Brad. Brad, come on the, the pod. Tell Dude. us where the bodies are buried, Brad. Dude, that would be. Please tell us. That would be a fun pod. Was Brad I alive think. when Marcus Camby got recruited? Mm. Probably. That's a great question. I, I hope I'm so. I'm trying to do the math. I don't what think so. No, he, he might not have been. No. He Especially not for the no, pre-crewman. Not, not for the pre-crewman. Not for the pre-crewman. Maybe no. for the recruitment, not the pre-crewman. No, he was definitely not alive, actually. I'm doing the math. Yeah. No, I don't he, think he so. wouldn't have been. Wow. Wow. Interesting. DeJuan um, Wagner, though. The other, the uh, you got anything else on, on Cal? No, I don't have anything else on Cal. I just want to mention Kevin Keats, a uh, friend of the program. Kevin Keats is a winner. Is he a friend um, of the program? He, Do we know that? Uh, well, I think w- I've called him a winner this many times. That Kevin he, Keats is a winner. He we is a winner. That. We do know that. Uh, Adidas and NC State are obviously, you know, because of the story that came out last year that we talked about ad nauseum. There's been a lot going on there. And so everyone's kind of weirded out to see what's going to happen with Adidas and NC State. And then Kevin Keats tweets out a picture of – Adidas Yeezy Wolf Packs that all the team got, and I said to myself, "I think yeah, I, they're I, back. I think the everybody's kids, back. I think the kids will be all right." That's what I'm. Everybody's <laughs> back in college basketball. This is going to be a great year. I'm so excited for it. Yeah, the NBA is dead. We learned that in the Ringer NBA meeting today. Yes, that I'm, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, the NBA is dead. Hang on. <laughs> Unlock that. Oh, I locked it. <laughs> Bill, Bill Simmons is here. 
Yeah. Oh, oh it's a sports guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're talking about Coach Cal, your favorite. <laughs> and there you have it, folks. See you, uh, Bill. Drinks. See you, Bill. Um, wh- what else we got to get to? Jalen Hands, UCLA. We, we talk about everyone being back. UCLA is also back. Uh, Hands comes back. Wilkes come back, comes yeah. back. Uh, O'Neal, Alfred's back. Yeah. Alfred's back. Alfred, you know, he's out there, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but they get Sharif O'Neal at the last hour out of Arizona, so he's there now. Um, and Russell Westbrook, uh, NBA MVP, yeah, is so, working yeah. out mm-hmm. at UCLA with Jalen Hands Dude, and do you all think, these guys. Do you think UCLA is going to benefit from the LeBron thing, being out here? Like, I feel like there's just some I, – I, I haven't connected the dots yet, but I feel like – LeBron's just going to find his way to UCLA basketball games this year. Well, let's, somehow let's be let's be frank. The man lives in Brentwood. Right, that's what it's I mean. Right next right to Westwood. Road. Yeah, I mean it, he's, he's going to drive a, right there. And OBJ, who was one of his closest friends, worked out with the UCLA mm, football team all offseason. You, like, so you it, connected the dots for me. I didn't need to do it. It's all there. I was it's smart enough there. to know that something was going to happen. But that talks about pre-recruitment because pre-recruitment. Bronny James is going to get pre-recruited to UCLA. To UCLA. Ooh, so tough. But also, he's already been pre. He's been pre-recruited. He's been pre-recruited to Duke. Yes, but he's about to be pre-recruited as well. It's interesting. You're gonna have to follow that pre-recruitment yeah. very closely yes. to see what happens. Um, I got I got one thing before we leave. It's story time with Titus. Yes. Um, and and those of you listening, uh, feel free to turn the pod off. And, and those uh, of you that came, done. those of you that came to this podcast and wanted to hear about the recruiting period changing and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, we, I mean, we'll get to that. I mean, we read Jesus through the Christ, we, I mean, we read through the the story that came out today about how like uh, I mean the, the NCAA has been talking the, the Condoleezza Rice like yeah this is the college the commission world, yeah 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 uh, with the recruiting stuff and then like today I think the the whole the the actual meat and potatoes of what that looks like came out. But it's, And then I read through it, and I, oh my God, I fell asleep like five times trying to read it. And I, was like, and I will so say this, boring. it's still 130, so they have 130 days recruiting time, yeah. and they still have 100, it just changed, they the just windows like moved have it around. Yeah, exactly. They're just exactly. like, we have these days, let's put yeah. some here, let's put some there. So people it's like, don't even cares? know what, the, I mean, coaches obviously do know what, know what this stuff is. It, it hurts July, obviously, and now they have yeah. these weird things where they don't the, have like branded the, the events. The big news is that they have like one camp where like the you NCAA, can't have Nike, yeah, Under you can't have shoe companies, which is just, it's it's lame. It's like it's like the parents hosting the party. You know what I mean? It's like the parents letting you when you're in junior high have your friends over, but then they're like sitting in the basement with yeah. you. It's it, like that's pretty much the, they're, they're having that. But, but just because the shoe it's companies like, doesn't, aren't there doesn't mean that Microsoft's yeah. not going to be there yeah. with a new Xbox. Or, right, right. You know what I mean? Like like you know, someone else is going to be there. They're going to find a way. Exactly. Life finds a way, and uh, bag dropping finds <laughs> a way. It always does. Um, yeah. So this concludes the basketball part of the, part of the pod. Uh, <laughs> but I I would like to tell this story because um, I had quite an experience on Saturday and um, share it. If you're listening and and you, you don't really give a shit about my personal life, that's fine. You can turn the pod off. I won't be offended. All right, at Kyle, all. turn it off. Um, but I I want to share this with you, Tate, because what I did on Saturday was me and my buddy Keller, who who made a cameo on the Greg Oden yes, podcast yes. as the guy who was just like drinking whiskey in the background and a just, man that was recruited by many schools. Yeah, to throw God a hammer. Damn. Yeah, goddamn, this guy. Uh, uh, he, he, he's, he's a good friend of mine. He actually lives right next door to me right now mm-hmm. um, because he's. It, it's a long story. But uh, really good friend of mine. Um, we A hobby of ours is we, we, we smoke meat. We, we make barbecue together sometimes, right? This is, uh, you know. I'm, Change that second word and I hobby of mine. <laughs> we, uh, we do not, um, we, we're not great at it. Uh, I, I, I think I make some pretty good ribs. That's probably the best I do. I'm I'm like okay brisket. I'm not gonna pretend like I'm great at this. I just enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. It's it's edible. You'd eat my barbecue. You'd be like, 
Yeah, it's okay. You know, like is it mustard based or vinegar based? I have to ask. Neither. We, I, Ugh, I do, gross. I do, yeah, I, I do neither. I don't trust. Well, first of all, first of all, I don't put. <laughs> I don't trust. First of all, I don't put mm. sauce on. Um, oh wow! So on this the brisket. Is, okay. Yeah. Well, no yeah, we don't brisket. need sauce on yeah. the brisket, obviously. Uh, but anyway, long story short, like we're we're not great at barbecue, but we have been doing it long enough that like we kind of have we're kind of interested in it, whatever. Um, Keller finds this class in West Virginia. It's called so the the society is called the Kansas City Barbecue Society. It's mm-hmm. the KCBS, right? Uh, it's apparently like the most prestigious barbecue faction society that exists in this country, in the world. Mm-hmm. And I understand how ridiculous that sounds that there's even any sort of prestigious. But like, if you are into barbecue, like this is the, this is the NBA of barbecuing. Yes, right? this is the society. So he finds out that you can pay like a hundred bucks to take a class run by the KCBS where if you, if you go through this class, you become a certified judge of the contest. So he signs us up. He's like, we have to do this. And we're doing it as a bit, obviously. And you're, and you're in Columbus, Ohio, as you're doing, as you're yeah. signing yourself up and all this stuff. So right? we're signing up. I live in Columbus. We're, we're signing up in Columbus. Uh, the class is in rural West Virginia. It, we, we have to drive to West I'm Virginia. I'm pretty sure you just say West Virginia. Just West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. There's no such thing as <laughs> there's, not there's, rural. You don't need that quantifier. Um, so uh, this past Saturday, we drive down to West Virginia. Um, we're going through uh, southeastern Ohio, which if, I mean, just use your imagination. We, at one point we're driving on the highway. We see a barn with a big window. The window is in the shape of the Chevy logo. Oh, nice. And in the window, Manchester is, United fans. in the window is hanging a Confederate flag. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this was kind of the territory we're like venturing into. Mm-hmm. And we go, we're going deeper in and we, we get to West Virginia. Uh, this, this event is being held at a at First Baptist Church in West Virginia. I went to and, First Baptist Church yeah, in, North, so like, in Anderson, North Carolina. So first of all, you're, you're going to a barbecue class at a church in West Virginia. It's like, yes. you got a great story in and of itself. Um, so we go into the class, we, we pay the money, we, 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 get, uh, we get a packet when we walk in, um, and there's, there's a, you open up the packet, and the very first thing is a, is a note from the lady who founded the thing. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this now. I'm going to read it word for word, because this just sets the tone for the whole damn class. She says... She, she's telling the story about how she started this organization and stuff. And she says, we, so we established a membership organization. Our only rule was none of it be taken seriously. And to do so was grounds for ejection. And the reason I bring this up is because this was the first, this was my first introduction. I get the packet. I open it up. I'm reading this long essay. And that's like one of the, in the first paragraph, she's like, we started this society. We don't take it seriously. It's grounds for ejection. If you do, it sounds like our podcast. So it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, this is fun. This is like, we're eating barbecue. We're all just having fun, whatever. Uh, what, what happened next was the most serious shit I've ever seen in my life. The next, we, we sat there for four hours learning about barbecue. We, we, we spent over an hour talking about the legal garnishes that people in these contests that you can only use a certain type of, of greens to, to put around your meat. Like which, no cilantro. Which I'm back on the double entendre <laughs> with Rick <laughs> Latino. Mm-hmm. You, uh. There are a hundred different legal types of lettuce you can use, but there are also like hundreds of illegal lettuces. And we're like going through all these garnishes. The devil's lettuce. The devil's yeah, lettuce. The devil's lettuce. Um, so we're going through all of this. Uh, we're, we're, getting, we're, we're getting all the rundown of all of the legal garnishes. At one point, I, uh, the, and then the guy, the garnish segment, the guy ends up with this. He goes, when you're judging, there are three things you look at when you're judging, right? So the first is the appearance. So they bring the meat out. They basically show you the meat and you, I, I guess you're, you're supposed to look at it and be like, would you fuck this meat? And I feel like, like I'm going to Louisville right yeah. now. It's like, would you fuck this meat? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I probably would. I'll give that a good score. You know, like, like that's kind of the, what you're supposed to do with the appearance. The second one is the taste. Like, obviously, how does it taste? The third is tenderness. 
again, double on Chandra there. But uh, the funniest thing is that all three of those. So you, you you write down a score for the three of those, but they're they're weighted differently. It's not an even distribution. It's like carried out to like the hundredth decimal point. It, it like the no, I'm sorry, like the ten thousandth decimal point. It's like so like the uh, the appearance is worth like point five one six two three six of the final score. The yeah. So okay. So part of the appearance is the garnish, and we're going over the legal garnishes. Trust me, this 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 will be worth it. Uh, we're, we're going over the legal garnishes, and the guy running the class after after spending an hour talking about all the garnishes that are legal, he says, "But remember, folks, don't take the garnish into account when you're judging on appearance. Do not like just throw it out the window. We're only focusing on the meat." So I look at I look at Keller. I'm like, "Why why do we have the garnish?" And he's like, "Why don't you ask?" So I raise my hand. I was like, "So what's the point of the garnish if we don't have?" You know, if we don't look at it. If we're yeah. not supposed to look it's at it, what's the point? In, yeah. This man invokes the Mona Lisa. His response was, <laughs> <laughs> he goes, well, think of it this way. If the Mona Lisa was hanging on a wall without a frame, it wouldn't look as nice, right? So you want to put a frame around it to make it look better. And I go, and I go, oh, yeah, so, but in that situation, you would take the garnish into account. So, like, are we taking the garnish into account or not? And it, like, melted his brain. He's like, all right, smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> Move to the back, right? You've got sand, man. You've got some sand. So, um, <laughs> so then the, the other highlights of the class is uh, there's a rule that says no finger licking. Mm. You you have to. So the, the hilarity of this, the whole class was a paradox. It was just a paradox on top of another paradox because like you have these situations where it's like we're going to lay out all the legal garnishes. It's very important that you look at the garnishes, but also don't look at the garnishes. Yeah. And I'm like, that's confusing. That's a paradox. The other paradox is. No finger licking. You're not allowed to, like... So it's not finger licking good. Well, it is, but they tell you not to. So they bring out, like, all the different meats. You you, you use your hands to eat it, and then you're obviously going to get stuff on your fingers. You're not supposed to lick your fingers because... And, and the reasoning is for hy- for hygiene. For hygiene. <laughs> hygiene. <laughs> hygiene. <laughs> hygiene. How are you? Hygiene. hygiene. How are you doing? Uh, for hygiene. Uh, they said, like, it's disgusting to put your fingers in your mouth and then grab the next thing. Yeah. But then... If you think about it, you're eating with your finger. Like, you're already putting your fingers, like, right next to your mouth. So what's the difference between putting them in your mouth? So I raised my hand and I asked about that. And it was the same sort of, like, like the guy just looked like he was short-circuiting. Had no idea what was going on. Um, and then the other highlights include, they said, when when they bring the meat out and you look at it, make sure you take your sunglasses off. This is This is my favorite part of the whole class. So he goes, make sure you take your sunglasses off so you can get a good look at the meat. And I was like... What? Like, you can get a good look at the meat with your sunglasses on, can't you? But Also, is everyone just wearing sunglasses? Yeah, okay. it was very confusing. Okay. But the, the guy sitting next to me raises his hand at that point, and he goes, I have a question. And the guy's like, yeah, sure, go ahead. And he goes, so I have transition glasses. <laughs> Fair question. And this he is goes, a good question. He goes, my glasses will automatically become sunglasses when I'm in the sun. So what do I do? And the guy running the class is like, hmm, that's a good point. What do we do here? He's like, oh, oh, I think I got it. Could you take your glasses off? And the guy's like, no, I couldn't do that because then I couldn't really see right. And the guy's like, hmm. And they sit there for like three or four minutes and try to crack this case of like, how can we possibly work around this? Yes. And I'm just like, just fucking leave the glasses on and look at the meat. and like, like or, or go in the shade. Just go in the shade. Go in the shade. Like, go back take inside. It inside? Like, yeah, go it, inside. Oh, my God. It's so, and then uh, other highlights included, uh, there, there's a guy with a gray beard down to his tits. He's wearing overalls. He's got like a farmer's hat on. Uh, he, they throw it to him for commentary, and every time he comments, he would just give like one-word answers. He was like, he's like, I, you know, the, the guy running the class is like, what'd you guys think of this meat? Did anybody give it a three or less? And the guy raises his hand. He's like, okay, you, what, what, why'd you give it a three? He's like, 
it was greasy. And then the guy's like, what do you mean? He's like, just greasy, just grease. Greasy. They're like, can you elaborate? He's like, nah, just bad. It was greasy. And that's like all he'd say. And then later he'd be like, I thought it was tough. It was real tough. Just tough meat. And just like, like kept saying Everything like tough. Everything's like tough. Okay. Right. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lady sitting behind us who um, I swear it was her first time. Like, eat, I think she might have been vegan because she, she raised her hand at one point and asked, how do you eat brisket? The brisket was served to her and she goes, how do you eat it? And the guy's like, what the fuck does that even mean? And mm. she's like, do you put the meat part in first or do you put the other part in? And everyone's looking around like, what other part? <laughs> Is there another part? Or she's an alien. Yeah. I mean, we're in West Virginia. Like, there's, it could be an alien. And then, uh, the best part about this lady was, uh, and I'm almost done with my story, I promise. Uh, this lady, at one point, uh, she she gets a chicken breast that's really dry. And it was bad. It was a bad chicken breast. It was but, tough. We thought, so Keller and I had thought that that the people made the meat like bad on purpose so that you could like get a sense as a judge of like what good meat is and what bad meat is and stuff like that. Come to find out like the people that made this were trying their hardest, <laughs> first of all. So we start there. So you guys are like walking into these people that have made this yeah. and you're basically just judging them. But at the events, so like at the actual sanctioned events that were that I will now go on to because I got my certification. Congratulations. Um, at these events, it's a blind judging thing. So like, I don't know who's meat I'm judging the, the the contestants don't know what judges scored what so like you're kind of in the clear with that it's you like, know? So it's like, like there's no fight <laughs> you just put your meat in there and see, see what, what happens. happens yeah there's no uh there's no fighting in the parking lot there's no like you son of a bitch you gave my brisket a five you know like I'll kick your ass but uh here there was so the people make the food they come out they're sitting there no one knew that they like tried their best and that they were sitting right there mm -hmm. and this lady at one point we're going through the, the chicken breast. She raises her hand and she goes on a tangent about how like she's personally offended by how bad this chicken breast was. I had to spit into my napkin. I wouldn't feed it to my dog. This is, and 10 feet over there is like a guy who's like, like I, I was waiting for him to be like, well, fuck you too, bitch. If you like it, you yeah. get out. But, the, but this lady was just like, she was, can I speak to your manager personified? And mm -hmm. it was so funny. Um, I don't know, man. It, it, it was like the most incredible experience. The guy sitting next to us who asked about the transition glasses, as we're leaving the church, Keller and I look at each other. We're dying laughing like at what we just experienced because, again, they said it was do not take this seriously, and we took it as serious as you could put. We spent four hours. They were going over legal everything. Um, and this guy, as, he's leaving, as we're leaving, we're laughing, and we turn and we look, and the guy who was asking about the transition sunglasses was, was uh, walking with his wife and kid. And it dawned on us that for the entire four hours, this man brought his wife and his kid and made them sit in the back of the church as he was going through this barbecue <laughs> judging class. That with is this like transition the, sunglasses the on. Thing. That might be the meanest thing that anyone's ever done. To their in family. West Virginia, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, long story short, we are. <laughs> Honey, what'd you do? Uh, I read the hymnal. Yeah, uh, we are certified barbecue judges. We can now go to contests and. Um, it just gave me a great idea for like a TV show that you and I should like go around the country and become certified in things. And mm -hmm. I, the title of the show that I had in mind was Certifiable. I think that's great. Yes. I, I, if I can say so, I mm -hmm. think that's a genius title. Mm -hmm. um, that we could go get, we could go just like get certified in like any, any class that exists where you can like get anybody off the street. Another paradox, by the way, is like they take it so seriously that you have a four hour class, yet the lady who didn't even know what brisket was, like, do I eat the meat part or the not meat it's part? It's now a certified, now a certified <laughs> judge. And, like, these contests, we look up online, like, these contests are going, like, some of them, you, you win, like, $25,000. So, like, the idea that, like, this guy who's been honing his craft for his entire life, trying to make the best barbecue possible, he enters, like, the most prestigious barbecue competition in the world, trying to take home this big payday. 
and his entire life has led to this moment. And this lady that doesn't know what brisket is is judging it. Or, or, or he sees a guy with glasses on, and yeah, he's like he's lifting like his glasses, glasses just to look down at the meat. And he's like, shouldn't the guy look through his glasses? And he's like, no, that's just what they taught me in school. The rules. But, yeah. Them's the rules. Yeah, but, part of the reason, but part of the reason I said certifiable is like, just think of how many things, like open my eyes to, to worlds that are out there, how many things that exist out there where people are doing similar things where like, like there's probably like a horse grooming society where like people groom horses, they show them and like they're ju- and you could probably do the same thing. You could probably pay like a hundred bucks and become a judge. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It's like I, I don't like know if so I have many, any certificates. There's so many things probably out there. Um, I want to find them all. I want to go sign up for all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of that is to say, I was Coach Titus. I think now I'm Judge Titus. Judge Titus. Maybe I'm Coach Judge Titus. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. That's my story. Uh, Coaches are judges. What what an experience it was. So um, that's it. Hopefully, hope I hopefully it wasn't too boring. But I, I found it maybe maybe it didn't translate. Maybe you had to be there. But no, I was, had a great time. It was it was unbelievable. And I could use a notary if you guys are thinking of anything. Oh, we should get uh, certified notary. Dude, we could be like ordained ministers. We could we could perform weddings. I do, yeah, I, would, I do want to do weddings. Tell yeah. me if if that's we easy. if if we come on this podcast and we say that you and I are ordained and we can perform weddings, people like people that listen to the pod aren't going to ask us to do it. And then we become Bullshit. wedding crashers. We already have our tuxes. Yes. Done. You're done welcome, done. America. Somebody will pay 5K for that. Are you kidding uh, me? At least. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Well, my rate's 10K. <laughs> <laughs> just save me a plate, y'all. Yeah, yeah. I need some food. Kyle's like, yeah, I'll just take free yeah. food, just honestly. <laughs> um, that's it. That's all I had. Do you have anything else before we go? Uh, no, not really. If you, if you made it to the end of the pod, <laughs> if you made it to the end of the pod, first of all, God bless you. Secondly, we are bringing back Dirty Laundry officially. Yes, um, next week. Go to at one shining pod on Twitter. Our DMs are open. Uh, if you're if you're new to the program, Dirty Laundry is our segment that we do where we basically read all the stories from people who played basketball. You were a manager on your college basketball team. You you're were, a liar. You're and a you're liar. And you're just story, making it up, and you want to take your creative. Yeah, yeah, you're a creative writer. Um, you you went to school with basketball players, and you saw them on campus. Just like mm-hmm. any story. Uh, it's very important that you do not name names unless it's like a, a unless it's complimentary a sen- yeah, thing or essential to the story or, yeah. or a tangential piece of yeah, the story. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll edit you anyway, so mm-hmm. don't try to pull a fast one on us. We're still going to edit it, but uh, just save us some time. Don't mention names. Just be like, I went to a Big Ten school, and I saw our center walking on campus with herpes. Her- <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who that could be. Who is that? Uh, so send, a, send us your stories. Do not mention names if you can help it. Um, and and then we'll read them on air, and it's fun for everybody. Everybody loves it. It's a great time. We love it because we don't have to prep for it at all. Uh, you love it because it's funny stories, and, and, and everybody wins. And be sure the people that do send it in, it, it, I mean, we're trying to aggregate it all and get it together. But if you do do some sort of disclaimer at the top, like this is for Dirty Line, because we we just get like a lot of like random. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I want my T-shirt. You we're know opening I mean? the DMs. Listen, if you have some bullshit to tell us that's not yeah. Dirty Laundry, like just, I want to be your intern. Hit us up on Twitter. Yeah. We'll we'll see it at yeah. Club Trillion at Tate Fraser. Tell a funny we'll story that maybe you could yeah. be the intern. Also, out of shirts, y'all. Yeah, we're out oh, of shirts. We, we, yeah, we got to pay for them now. Yeah, we have sold out of shirts. Uh, Thank you to every friend of the program that bought a shirt. We saw that they just came in, uh, what was it, nine months after they bought them? Yeah, somewhere. Nine months after, somewhere the, after we, yeah. we said the shirts yeah. are available. Mine uh, got there in a week. We, that's all we, I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Al. Classic Al. Um, that's the show. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Save the crew. Yeah.